Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Jose, what's going on today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. And Jeff, I know you're here with us. How are you? Hey, wonderful. Thanks for asking. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not quite ready for this topic yet. I mean, well, I guess maybe I am because of how, how far out we are, but, um, you're talking about things you must do before you retire. So I'm definitely before retirement, but how many years are we going to talk about today? Are we talking like you need to start when you're seven? Hey, Jeff, you want to take no, that one? Yeah, sure, sure. I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, you, you can never plan too early for retirement, but, right. you know, but especially if you're in your 50s, uh, if you're in your early 60s and you're looking, you know, to retire in the next three to five years, the next 10 years, it's important to at least get some sort of framework of what retirement looks like, what steps you should take, what things to consider, uh, and the more planning, the better. Absolutely. So it looks like you guys want to cover five things today, correct? Yeah, there's five things that we think are the the most important uh, to at least think through, spend some time on, uh, especially before you leave a good paying job or you mm-hmm. leave a career that has benefits and and uh, things that um, makes it difficult to walk away from. Uh, we feel that these are the five most important things to really think through and consider when you're looking into the future at, at something as as important as retirement. And I would say, add to that, is that when you're, deciding when to retire you know i've had a situation where somebody only had to work one more year to receive a certain amount of benefits and once we calculated what that value was and this this was an example of getting an extra five thousand dollars a year mm. and when i told him that to have five thousand dollars extra year that's like having a hundred thousand dollars in the bank producing the five percent and so the value of that to that family of course he went he decided to go ahead and stay another year and uh, of course, he's thanking me up and down for that for that extra benefit. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't absolutely. know if that's a good way to start on that example. But yeah, no, I, I think uh, anytime that we can get extra money, even if we have to put in a little bit of that extra work, it's because I think a lot of times people think of talking to somebody like you guys, think, okay, when can I retire? When is when is the soonest I can retire? But being able to show them, well, shoot, you could retire tomorrow, but what kind of life do you want to live? Maybe if you work a certain amount of time, then let's let's look at what the best possible exit plan is. So we've got these five things that we're going to cover, five things you must do before you retire. Let's start with number one. What's that? It's funny you say that. I mean, the last thing you want to do is, is pull the trigger and retire. And then you didn't think of something mm-hmm. that was very, very important. And you've got to go back to work when you're 80 years old. Yeah. And you're probably not going back to the place you were, you know, were when you were 65 and making good, good money. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So where do you start? So it's a good idea, first and foremost, to get organized and just assess your savings, your investments, your retirement plans, and take a look at debt, take a look at your whole financial picture, and let's get it on paper. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time, I mean, if you think about it, life is just busy. I mean, we're, we're working, uh, mm-hmm. we're raising kids, we're taking care of grandkids, whatever the case may be, and we think about retirement, but it's so difficult just to manage the day-to-day responsibilities that a lot of times we don't just call time out get everything down on paper, get organized to kind of benchmark and see where we stand. 
you know, a lot of people think that, hey, $500,000 is a lot of money, and it is uh, inside of a 401k or an IRA, but it's really only as much of as the income that it generates, you know, so just thinking it through, getting it all together, getting on paper and knowing where we stand is probably the most important step to take first. So getting everything on paper and then obviously they need somebody going to help them review that. And that's where you guys come in. Uh, so what does that look like when, when somebody comes to you, what are you looking for them to bring so that you can go through this? Yeah. So, so first we, we want to get an idea of all right, uh, things that are important because, you know, even if we stop working, uh, money is important, but it's only to the degree of what it provides as far as the kind of life and lifestyle that we want to live based on what's important to you. Uh, so first, kind of walking through a big picture, what's important, what are we trying to accomplish, what do we want life to look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, then obviously we're going to set some goals, objectives, anything that requires money or planning to achieve, um, and then taking an inventory of, all right, where do we stand? What do the retirement plans look like? The IRAs, the 401ks, the Roth IRAs. Do we have any pension plans through work that we have options of how to take the income? Uh, we want to get a copy of any medical benefits that may be there, inventory of the debt, income sources, and anything else that pertains to retirement or retirement income uh, is where we want to start and kind of get it all on paper. Uh, I think the intent is to really just organize and simplify it all so we can try to make better decisions of where we go from there. Yeah. And, you know, we want to answer really four questions. I mean, how much cash reserves you should have or how to get it there, and that's based on your cash flow. And then we answer three questions in the insurance area. Number one, should you have it at all? And if you do need it, then what's the right kind and what's the right amount for you? And then uh, also allocating assets, just making sure we have the highest probability of achieving goals. And then what's the best way to reduce or eliminate debt? Everybody's in a different situation and what they want to accomplish. And that actually leads us to number two. What's number two? Number two is, of course, mapping out a retirement budget. Cash flow is everything. And like Jeff said, you know, what, what's really important to you? Some people want to travel. Some people's got to take care of their families, uh, you've got college, everybody's in different situations. So mapping out the cash flow, what you're going to need during retirement. And uh, I like to overshoot on the numbers and, and uh, undershoot on returns. So that way we're looking at the worst possible scenario and then just plan from there. A lot of yeah, times people add, think me, that the budget, uh, the budget is a, is a bad word, right? I mean, that, that's, that, it's almost a curse word a lot of times for people. It obviously sounds like that's one of the most important pieces. This number two is incredibly important. How do you help people accomplish that? You know, so it's really a, uh, how much money does it take to come in every month, not just to pay basic bills, but to kind of live the life that we want to. So it's really more of a lifestyle expenses mm-hmm. uh, to think through. There's a lot of rule of thumbs of, that people use of what they think retirement looks like. But, you know, when you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle, um, it's hard to change that. And sure, you may think to yourself, I can live on less or I should be able to live on less, but the reality is, is that doesn't happen very much. Yeah. Um, so I think the recommendations there is to at least, you know, start tracking expenses. Uh, what does it take to pay bills and be comfortable? Uh, try and find some kind of a baseline uh, of where what life looks like now that um, you know of of, of your spending and, and where the money goes. And then you can kind of subtract out things that may not be there. You know, 401k savings and contributions won't be there. Maybe some medical 
cost to some degree won't be there. Maybe uh, the mortgage may or may not be there, but you can subtract out some of the hard stuff that may or may not be there. And, you know, I think good practice is probably separate the two. You know, uh, how much does it take to pay bills mm-hmm. and cover living expenses uh, to live a pretty good life? And then how much does it take to do all the other stuff that makes life really fun, whether it's uh, country club dues, travel expenses, vacations, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, but, you know, maybe separate the two. Jose, would you say that people are surprised when you start going through this at what their what they believe their expenses are going to be in retirement? Everybody's different, just like Jeff just pointed out. And I've, we've had situations where sometimes that even earlier before you retire, you know, people want to live a certain lifestyle at retirement. And when you ask, you know, a hundred different people what retirement means to them, you'll get a hundred different answers. And, uh, you know, when, when, when they see what their, their behavior is today and they either are going to make it or they're not going to make it, if there's a shortfall, people sometimes, they really want to know what they need to pay themselves to get to where they want to go. Yeah. So Calculating that early on uh, helps keep people on track. And we've had situations where wives, you know, so when I say wives, you, you could say the husbands too, but, you know, they'll spend money quite a bit. But when they see that that their habits are not going to get them to the goals that, that's important to them, people are willing to change habits if they really want it bad enough. Yeah, so it's about prioritizing. Prioritizing is, uh, uh, and, and, that, and it is different things to different people. All right, so what's number three on your list of five years? So three is probably one of the bigger uh, things that I think gets underestimated or not enough attention to, and that's really understanding and uh, reading up on health care costs. You know, one of the biggest line items in retirement, especially if you decide to retire early or at a younger age, is, is how are we going to address health care? Um, you know, health insurance is expensive. Uh, it's one of the biggest things that could wipe out, you know, someone's financial uh, assets is some kind of big health care, you know, so they're different. Uh, so one, you know, obviously check and see, hey, does where I work, is there any retirement medical benefits that uh, is accessible to me if I decided to retire at 55 or 60 or 62 or 65? Maybe there is, maybe there's not. Uh, can I elect cobra for 18 months if i decided to retire what are those premiums what does that look like do i need to go and get my own insurance through the exchanges or one of the private platforms between now and 65 and i think there's the big issue is uh you know it's different before i'm 65 because i've got to bridge the gap uh, until once i do turn 65 i'm eligible for medicare and i can get on the Part B, the outpatient, uh, and then I can get a Medicare supplement to cover the difference. So understanding how they both are very, very important, but more importantly, the gap between whatever age I decide to retire in 65 is the one that's very expensive that you have to make sure you're addressing. I just want to iterate that, and that is not just yourself, but also your spouse. I mean, you're 65 and you're retiring, your spouse is 59 then there's that gap about providing insurance for her or him. And uh, so having a game plan and understanding your options, you know, A is, and that's why when you withdraw from your retirement plan, income is so important because you qualify for certain benefits. So mapping that out to make sure that the income, you know, there are subsidies out there for uh, 
for people that have a certain amount of income for the individual health insurance. But then, like Jeff said about understanding COBRA, you have 18 months, and then COBRA runs out, then what do you do then? Mm -hmm. And then you have the enrollment period, and people have pre-existing conditions, so they really don't want to retire because they're worried about the health issues. and They're ready to retire right now, but they didn't know that some of the other programs are available out there. So understanding the health care costs is a big, big thing, and I think that you've got to consider that because I think your health is just as important as your wealth. Yeah, and, and that's something that your team there does, correct? Help, helps people figure this out? Yeah, and, you know, the thing is people have their, you know, doctors that they want to go to, the networks they, they want to keep, or prescription drugs that they take. So, yeah, we're going to find out everything about that individual, or, or, and I think it's, it's really important to, to, to solve those healthcare needs. And, and people have preferences of doctors and networks and so forth. So we want to get those numbers before you retire. It's a good time to really seek an advisor or work with somebody six months prior to retire. Really think this thing through so you have a game plan. Mm -hmm. of how to handle your health just as much as uh, your assets also. You know, and sometimes there's a balancing act. You know, I see a lot of situations because I work with a lot of corporations and, you know, they may have a retiree medical that's eligible for if they, as long as they retire 55 or older, uh, that they can use parts of it and it may run out uh, at a certain time. They may have a spouse that works for the school district, you know, so they've got benefits they can get on at any time. Uh, they've got Cobra that they can keep for a little bit of time, but where's the balance? Uh, hey, what do I delay? Maybe I get on this for a little bit, and then when that runs out, I go over to TRS and use that until I'm 65. But, you know, all of those things are available. It's just what questions do we ask? Are we giving the topic itself enough attention to not have any surprises if and when we decide that, hey, retirement is a viable option and it's too big of a decision not to take this point into consideration. So, th so I would say the three points really is what you do pre pre 65. What should you do if you're post 65? And of course, I think the next healthcare crisis is long-term care that nobody's really talking about. And that's just living too long. So mm -hmm. those are the issues that really uh, you have to think about. So it's, just, it's not just your health insurance. It's also your Medicare subs, term care, assisted living facilities, adult daycare. Nurse. A lot of people don't live life on purpose because they, they're worried about, that nest egg, mm -hmm. not taking care of them, and relate to long-term care. Sometimes plans that we can put in place to eliminate that risk. Yeah, and, and that's something that you guys have spoken on a previous podcast about. So listening audience, if you want to learn more about that, go take a look, go to the website, take a look at all the podcasts that these guys have already put out. Uh, they did address long-term care in one of them, um, and you're going to learn a lot. So I think there's a lot of good strategies there. But as far as this podcast is concerned, we're, to, we're already to number four. This is going by quick. So what's number four? You know, so number four is develop a strategy for how you're going to address Social Security. You know, Social Security for most people, full retirement benefits start somewhere 66 and age 66 and some change. Uh, so obviously it goes up the longer you wait and it goes down the earlier you take it. But I think most people know that 62 is the earliest that you can take Social Security. Uh, so how do you make that decision? I mean, you can go to socialsecurity.gov or the Social Security office and kind of talk those things through. But, you know, some of the factors that go into that is obviously health history. You know, if we're, are we in good health or relatively bad health? Are we going to continue to work? Uh, sometimes people will work part-time. So if they're going to work part-time, there's only a certain amount of income that you can make without getting your Social Security 
benefits reduced um, if you were to retire at 62 or 63 or 64. So you have to take that into consideration. And then, uh, you know, also for those that, you know, they want to retire, uh, it makes sense to retire, but they have an opportunity to do some consulting work or work part-time. Uh, so we find that some people won't engage in that because they don't want their Social Security to be reduced. Uh, but there are some strategies in how you take income that you can continue to uh, work or consult, get your income below the thresholds or the amounts of Social Security not being reduced, but take the difference and put it into retirement plans or you know, maybe you and your spouse you know, uh, own and are working in the business and how you construct that income becomes very, very important. So I think really at the end of the day, you know, Social Security is an option, but there's a little bit of strategy to it of do I take it at 62 or 63 or wait till I'm 66 or wait till I'm 70. Um, and it just kind of depends on what the rest of the picture looks like. Let me, let me ask you a question about that. If, if somebody has reached full retirement age, taking Social Security, and maybe a year later, uh, a family member asked them to get into business with them to help them start because that's kind of what their genre was when they were working and they want to work for a year or two years and easily we know that that's going to reduce their social security benefit. Does it, it doesn't reduce it permanently, right? It, it only reduces it for those years that you make it or how does that work? Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't permanent, but remember if I'm at full social security age, I can make as much money as I want to, and Social Security is not reduced. Oh, that's right. That's uh, so that's, right. A very in, that's a very important age requirement. However, if I'm 62 or 63 and I'm, I'm not to full Social Security age, then yes, I am reduced a dollar for every $2 earned above the threshold. Uh, it's not permanent, but what they'll do is they'll just adjust it for the following year. So if we think that's an option, uh, then we may consider or at least look at it if if it is an option, it obviously has to outweigh the reduction in Social Security benefits, one. Mm-hmm. But then maybe number two, can I get to take a few planning steps in order to create maybe some type of a corporate structure, uh, realign my income, mm-hmm. the way I take distributions, uh, incorporate my spouse. Uh, so that way I'm within the guidelines of you know the tax law and what Social Security requires from an income standpoint. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. It, it's all a numbers game, it seems. Which this will lead to number five. Uh, figure out what you want to do with your time. What we find is a lot of retirees get into stuff that they really love to do, and they end up turning what they love to do into some type of business. So structure mm. and how, how to structure your income and entities, S-Corps, LLCs, those things to be able to do what you love to do, but then how does it affect your Social Security? And I would say, you know, figuring out what to do with your time. We've had so many retirees. I mean, they, they're busier than they've ever been before. And some lose their identity and, and they just can't deal with retirement. They want to go back to work. And mm-hmm. so everybody's different. I've always, you know, there's things that you can't delegate. Of course, number one is faith. You can't delegate having fun. You can't delegate your health. And, uh, of course, you can't delegate time with family. And, and I think that uh, life after retirement does affect some people and it's uh you know they've had this identity all their life and now that they don't have that they they don't know how to deal with that so really what you do with your time and really do the things that you love to do and do the things you've been meaning to do Mm -hmm. but you can only play so much golf get your handicap so low (laughs) yeah yeah and uh 
uh, it gets to where golf is not even fun anymore. So uh, what you do with your time is very, very important. Yeah, and it's, I think it's honorable, and it's it's a lovely thought that when people retire, they're like, oh, man, I'm going to be able to spend more time with my kids. But their kids are in their 40s, and they're working hard <laughs> trying to trying to make their living, and they're trying to raise their family. And, and so I think that a lot of times I've seen uh, people that retire, they're like, oh, I'm going to travel, I'm going to spend more time with my family. But unfortunately, their family doesn't have as much time for them as they thought they would because they're in the right in the midst of of creating their career uh and so they get a little bit uh disappointed with that maybe they thought more of my time was going to be spent hanging out with them and now what do i do so i I see exactly what you're what you're saying and for those that like to golf in the northern states you can only golf for about four months before you can't see the white ball under the snow so (laughs) there's got to be a better plan right yeah, let me let me tell you what I see a lot of is uh, the the misconception that retirement's such a permanent thing. I mean, mm-hmm. to some degree, yes, it it, it can be, uh, especially if I've worked at a company for thirty years, and if I'm going to retire, I'm going to walk away from all these benefits. But you know, I, I think more often than not, if you can just think it through, take everything into consideration, and get to a point to where retirement is optional. That you know that, all right, if I'm going to retire, it's not because I have to financially anymore because I'm there, Mm -hmm. but it's more of a lifestyle decision. And at that point to where work is not fun anymore, then I'm retiring because I want something different from my life. And I'm working because, you know, I want to, not necessarily because I have to. And there's there's no better feeling than being at that place because then you can kind of focus more and more on the things you want, not the things that you don't want. Well, those are five very, very important items uh, that everybody needs to be considering. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast? I just want to add what Jeff said at the end. It's so important to have a positive mental attitude is to focus on what you want, not what you don't. want. Just emphasizing that I think is a big, big deal. So um, that's just so important. I just want to. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That means that means a lot, Jose. Yes. I love this. This is great. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. I know that the audience gets a lot out of this. I learn something every time we get together. Uh, so again, thank you for your time. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.